Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Daniel, chapter 12. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. He was headed to Europe for this big conference, and he had some 30 PhDs or whatever, very bright, very intelligent, and reading this book about the success in you, and he ran across across a paragraph. He wanted me to read it, and I read it, you know, and he started telling me about how he felt that the reason why I was successful because of the leader in me. I'm looking across the aisle, this guy, because I'm sitting on the aisle, and he's sitting on the other side. I'm looking across the aisle. I said, you really don't know me. I said, really, you really don't. I said, no, I, let me tell you, I, I, it's not about the leader or me. And I start telling him about what Jesus done in my life and how he has changed my life and how without him, I would be nothing. And without him, I would have been on drugs just like a bunch of other people. And I would have been whatever the world would have taken me down that path. I would have been in that same path. But because of Jesus, January 23rd, 1982, because Jesus came to my life, he made a difference in my life. It's not about the leader in me. It's about the spirit in me and the spirit of God in me working in me effectually through me to use me for his glory until he's done with me. Well, the guy stopped talking to me. I mean, it was silence. I'm telling you, he didn't say another word. I said, hello. Then he just stopped talking. I was like, okay, well, I mean, if you don't want to talk anymore, then at least let me know. You know, I'll shut up, man. But, you know, because I wasn't talking about that, though, because, see, I, I'm just not into that. I, I think that we have to be careful to give God glory for what God does. The leader in me, hey, I just said, Lord, take my life, use it. The word is so important to share your testimony and not let people, you know, make you think about the leader in you. But you give glory to God and you watch what God does. I pray that God would take those little words I said, well, a lot of words I said, and, 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 and use them in his life, some way, somehow, down the line. You see? But this is important. This is how we overcome. Don't let Satan bludgeon you into submission and being quiet. And so that's how we overcome, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And then also, thirdly, they did not love their lives to the death. You see? Who's your greatest enemy? Who's your greatest enemy? Very good. You. Self. You know, people think Satan's your greatest enemy. He is an enemy, but do you know that you are your greatest enemy? Self is the greatest enemy. And you overcome by not loving yourself according to the scriptures, by not being into yourself. I don't love my life anymore. I'm living my life for Jesus. I died to self and I live for Jesus and I'm crucified with Christ. So they did not love their lives to death. In other words, you can't kill a dead man. See, if I'm already dead, you can't kill a dead man. 
And this makes me an overcomer. And so Revelation chapter 12, Michael's going to cast Satan out of heaven. He's disbarred, if you will. And he's upset. He's ticked off. And when he's cast out of heaven and no longer has access and accusing, he takes, all, he takes his anger out on Israel. Look at verse 12 in Revelation chapter 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. And when the dragon saw that he had been cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman, that will be Israel, take notes, who gave birth to the male child, that will be Jesus. But the woman who was given two wings... As of a great eagle, it means she moved quickly, that she, the woman Israel, might fly into the wilderness to her place. Many believe that's the rock city of Petra, the mountain of Petra, Petra, where she is nourished for, there it is again, a time and times and a half time from the presence of the serpent. And so the serpent spewed out of his mouth like a flood among the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood. And the dragon had spewed out his mouth and the dragon was enraged with the woman. And he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Notice that. So flip back over to Daniel there. So Daniel 12 and Revelation 12, Michael stands up and kicks Satan out of heaven and he comes down to the earth and he makes war with Israel. But at that time in verse one in in Daniel 12, notice at that time, the people shall be delivered to the rock city of Petra and there they will be kept safe from the Antichrist and Satan for three and a half years. And then notice in verse 2, when Jesus returns to the earth, notice in, in Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, when Jesus returns to the earth, then the resurrection will occur. Now, quickly, there are two types of resurrections in the scripture. Notice some to everlasting life and then some to everlasting contempt. Between everlasting life and everlasting contempt is a thousand years. Very interesting. Or the first resurrection and the second resurrection. Now, it's important to understand that the first resurrection isn't a point in time or a single event. The first resurrection covers a long period of time. Starting with the resurrection of Jesus, it includes all the Old Testament saints who died in faith prior to the resurrection of Jesus. And it continues through the rapture of the church and then into the tribulation. Understand, during the tribulation, many people will give their lives to Christ because during the tribulation, they will have more knowledge of end time events than we even have today. And that jumps into knowledge shall increase in verse four. But they will have more knowledge than we have today. During the tribulation, many people will give their lives to Christ. Well, the Bible is clear. The rapture of the church is going to happen. Millions of people are going to be gone. And hopefully these people will come to the church and no one will be here. Why? Because of the rapture. And so when people come, hopefully they'll realize in the world millions of Christians are gone. 
or millions of these people who were so called the churches are empty. Hopefully. (laughs) Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, hopefully the churches, not just Calvary Chapel, will be empty. And then people, maybe somebody will come here and they'll say, you know what, Roddy been talking about that stuff, all about that rapture stuff. And and hopefully they'll believe and they'll be saved. Hopefully they might run over to the tape library and take the Revelation series and go listen and then they'll know what happened. True story. We got a letter from a lady. She wanted two sets of the Revelation series. And if you bought the Revelation series, you know it ain't cheap because they ain't cheap. It's like 80,000 CDs in one series or whatever it is. I don't know. It's a lot of them. And so, you know, we got them as cheap as cost. We can do them, but, you know, they ain't. But this lady, she, 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 I think she sent a letter. Didn't she send a letter? I think it was a letter. And she ordered two copies. In her letter, she said, I like one copy for myself. And she said, I like to leave the other copy in the church. Because when we get raptured, if people come to our church, I want them to grab those CDs and listen to them. Because I want them to know what happened. True story. So hopefully, during the tribulation, someone will listen to the CDs. People will be getting saved. Listen to the teaching. Listen to the many witnesses. Revelation tells us that God will give them during the tribulation. The Antichrist during the tribulation starts making people take the mark of the beast. 666. But in Revelation, the Bible says that there are angels flying in the sky saying, get saved, get saved. Turn to Jesus. Don't take the mark. Whatever you do, don't take the mark. And they'll be preaching the everlasting gospel. And there'll be a lot of evangelism during the tribulation period. And people will give their lives to Christ, but it's going to cost them. Because they didn't give their life to Christ now. They missed the rapture. You can get saved during the tri- Now listen, if you plan to be here during the tribulation, hear me. You will be able to get saved. Because you, I don't know, it's a lot of people in here. You might be thinking, hey, I'll just wait. (laughs) Okay, that's stupid, but okay, fine. We'll work with that, okay? (laughs) No. You don't, no, you don't want to do that. Because it's going to cost you your head. Because you're going to have to be beheaded. So, Why not, instead of losing your head, why don't you use your head and understand that Jesus died for you and you can get saved right now. Give your life to him right now and you miss all that's going to happen on the earth. You don't want to be here. You think you do, but you don't. Well, we're living in tribulation right now. Uh, Not. No, we're not. We are not living in the tribulation now. You think this is bad? You ain't seen nothing yet. I'll read your Bible. We don't have time to go over all that. So the first resurrection takes us through the tribulation, period. The second resurrection takes place when the unrighteous are standing before the Lord at the great white throne judgment and all the books are open and every thought you ever thunk, every idle word, every act committed, every moment of your life since you were born is recorded and in the vault 
stored in heaven. Ezekiel, pardon me, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 14 says that God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And then notice in verse three, those who serve the Lord and the people tell and tell people about Jesus, notice will shine. This is during the tribulation period, you guys, will shine and glow forever and ever. Even in the dark days of the tribulation, believers will shine. Very interesting. Then notice in verse four, the angel tells Daniel to seal up the words of this book until the end times. And in the end, did you notice this? Many will run to and fro. Now, this idea of running to and fro, got to tell you, scholars are torn as to exactly what it means. Some say that it's an Hebrew idiom, and it means to futilely look for something that you cannot find. And that's very true. In other words, during the tribulation, people will be running back and forth asking the question, what in the world is happening? What in the world is going on? The Bible says in Luke chapter 21, look this up in your own time. Jesus says during the tribulation, people will be dying with heart attacks, literally dropping dead because they're fearful. And that they will have questions without answers and perplexities. So it's very possible that this Hebrew idiom of futilely going back and forth and looking for answers and being able to find none is very, very possible. So scholars are kind of torn. The other interpretation, some say, it means the traversing of the world or the travel in the end times will see an increase in the ability to travel the world. Well, that could also be. Today, there are thousands of airplanes, you know this, in the sky at any given moment. Now, I'm amazed because when I'm in an airplane, I ne you would think there's so many airplanes that there would be like, like traffic in the like 37th hour, like a plane comes flying by. It's always my worst nightmare that the plane's going to come flying right by our plane. You know, but you never see one. But we know there are thousands of planes in the air at the same time time. We live in the age of rapid transportation. Tens of millions of cars are produced every year. So it could be, get this, on the basis of this verse, verse four, Sir Isaac Newton, who loved the Lord, when he read this verse in the Bible, he predicted that there would come a time when a man would have such knowledge, which he would be able to travel up to 50 miles per hour. When Isaac Newton made this prediction, the atheist Voltaire said, look at what studying the Bible has done to this poor idiot Isaac Newton. For we all know that man could never survive if he went over 25 miles an hour. <laughs> no wonder my flights are late. I mean, I mean, it's like, oh, who's the real idiot here? Who's the real fool? Knowledge shall increase. And I believe both interpretations are very true, actually. 
I don't think there's a need to, to pick a position. I think they both are true. We are living in the last days. And then notice, notice we're tr- running to and fro. And then notice also knowledge shall increase in the end times. Did you see that also in verse 4? We know that this is the age of computers and information and, and, and goodness gracious. It said that the cumulative knowledge doubles every few years on the earth. Did you know that more information has been produced in the last 30 years than in the entire 5,000 years previously? A single daily edition of the New York Times contains more information than someone living in the 17th century would have encountered in a lifetime. That's amazing. We are living in a day of information and technological explosion. Did you know that 3,000 pages of new information, technologically and scientifically, are being printed every second? That is staggering. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 12 says, Of the making of many books, there is no end, Solomon said, and much study is wearisome to the flesh. Now all the students are like, amen, now you're preaching. Pastor, that's it. That's why I'm worried. You see, it's impossible to keep up with the information explosion in the world today. And God said, Daniel, seal it up. You'll know the end is here when people are traveling the globe and knowledge is exploding. And then notice in your Bibles in verse 5 through 13, on either side of the Tigris River, Daniel sees two angels. And the angel that gave the prophecy is hovering over the water. And the angel asks, how long will it be before all of this ends? Which is a natural question. According to a Gallup poll, one of the top ten questions that people ask today is when is the end of the world? When is the end of life? And notice what the angel says. The angel wants to know how long. Did you look in your Bibles? Did you see the answer in verse 7? The answer is time. Now, if you're taking notes, that's one year. Times is two more years. And a half time would be what? A half year. So what we have is three and a half years. The answer will be the reign of the Antichrist. Three and a half years. Now, over and over again in the scriptures, this time, time, and half time is, in, is referenced. Revelation chapter 11, you'll see it there. Revelation chapter 12, verse 6, we just read it a few minutes ago. Revelation chapter 13 says the Antichrist was given a mouth and he blasphemes God. And God allowed him to do this for 42 months or 1,260 days or three and a half years. There will be 1,260 days left until Jesus returns in the second coming. Notice in verse 8 through 10, Daniel says, I heard all this, but I didn't understand it. And the angel says, go your way, Daniel, for the words are sealed up and concealed. The wicked will keep being wicked. The righteous will keep being righteous. The wise will be purified by these tribulations. And it's amazing to me. God's judgment falls during the tribulation, and some people repent, and some people harden their hearts. That's why God's judgment is compared to fire, because fire does two things. It burns up that which is flammable, and it purifies that which is precious. The fire of God is the refiner's fire, and it's also the purifying fire. 
But during the tribulation, it's going to be a time of increased wickedness. Again, we're not in the tribulation, but things are pretty bad. Second Timothy chapter three, verse one through five says this. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, heady, headstrong and haughty and lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Man, you think you were reading the cover of a magazine of USA Today or, or World News Report. And Paul says there'll be lovers of themselves, narcissism, lovers of pleasure, hedonism, lovers of money, materialism. This is, what, this is what's on the rise. But at the end times, it will be at its height, at its pinnacle. And then notice in verse 11, we've already seen from the abomination of desolation when the Antichrist commits the ultimate blasphemy by setting up an image of himself in the temple is 1,290 days or three and a half years. Notice verse 11 says there will be 1,290 days before the desolation is taken down and the abomination is removed. Did you see that? We've been talking about 1,260 days. Here we have an extra 30 days. You see that? If you see it, say amen. An extra 30 days. Why is there a 30-day gap in this time, Rodney? What does it mean? I don't know. Look at verse 12. <laughs> Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. So what we have here, do the math, you've got 1,260 days plus 30 days plus another 45 days, which is a total of 1,335 days. What does this mean, Rodney? I do not know. Again, seriously, and no one knows. And if anyone tells you that they do know, they're wrong. <laughs> they don't know. And this is good for people who are prophecy buffs. We don't have it all figured out. And I really believe God has left this to be a mystery just so we don't walk away going, oh, yeah, I understand all prophecy. Well, now you can't say that because you don't, because none of us do. You see, I think God left this intentionally. Go do your homework. You won't find a conclusive answer as it relates to these days. Well, then in verse 13, finally, God tells Daniel, Daniel, go your way. You're going to die and come back again at the right time. God is simply saying, Daniel, don't get distracted. Daniel, don't get overwhelmed by all these prophecies. Daniel, don't get discouraged. Daniel, everything's on course. Daniel, you're going to die. Daniel, you're going to rise again. Daniel, I got it under control. Don't worry about it. Interesting. Man, I look at these prophecies and I look at, you know, I, I go away and I think, you know, what are we to take away from this? What are we to take away from the book of Daniel? I think simply this. If God is a God, now listen, listen close. If our God is a God that can give us this kind of detail, we're not talking about like the Gene Dixons, by the way, whose prophecies are only 60% accurate. Okay? We need to show where the verse that says, if you're not 100% accurate, we're supposed to kill you. But, okay, fine. 
No, we're talking about a God whose prophecies are 100%, 100% accurate, never wrong. If we serve a God who is able to give us this kind of detail and accuracy as it relates to world history, which was prophecy for Daniel, but history for us. If we serve a God who is able to then give us the history of the world that we can clearly see what the Antichrist is going to do, when he's going to rise, what we can expect, how long it's going to be, when it's going to end, the thousand years after the seven-year tribulation, what we have is the rapture, the, the tribulation, which is seven years, then we have a thousand-year reign of Christ. At the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ, then he's going to come again and rule and reign in righteousness. The Bible is very clear about all of these things. If we serve a God who can tell us that much information, then how, how big is your problem? Why can't you trust him? Why can't you trust him? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.